All right, it's Pastry Week, but before we do that, we need to rename the show. We, we have to rename it. We're done with Soggy Bottoms. I have so many good ideas for you to pick. What do you got for me, Chris? Okay. Dough or dough not, there <laughs> is no pace try. <laughs> Wonderful. Down with the pastryarchy. <laughs> Pastry flavored paste is a hasty, deadly taste. Oh. A cautionary tale. Mm -hmm. Can you copy and pastry that recipe for me? It (laughs) sounds good, so maybe I'll make it. (laughs) I kind of have a soft spot for the terrible rambly ones. But as I love the rambly ones. (laughs) As you can tell from the belliness of my laughter, the first two, Mm. I truly, truly love. All right, let's start the show. Let's start the show. (laughs) It's pastry week. Mm -hmm. Pastry is tricky. This might be one of the most difficult ones, I feel like. It's a recurring recurring week, and Mm -hmm. I think it is always a very difficult one. Yeah. And something about it actually, I think, makes it a very fair test of skill. Yeah. Actually, I am ne- I am never surprised by the like the hierarchy like at the end of the show. Yeah, of, like who I feel like did well and who I feel didn't do well. Something about pastry just really dr- just kind of like sh- at least in my mind is like a decent map of actual baking skill, and That's, I don't know exactly what it is. That actually seems really accurate based on how this episode went. Yeah. 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 So let's start with mm-hmm. um, something that sounded awesome. Yes. Uh, two dozen be- breakfast pastries, mm-hmm. um, 12 and 12, and it seemed to be you're supposed to make a savory one and you're supposed to make a sweet one. I don't know if that, I think that only applies later, actually, because almost oh. everyone did sweet. I wrote down the one person who did a savory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Candace, she did the mushrooms mm-hmm. pancetta one. Yes. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. My bad. I, I'm i jumping ahead. That's all right. It's tough to keep track of. There were different Ugh. segmented ones this time around. So anyway, let me rephrase. You have to make <laughs> 12 pastries and just two sets of 12 pastries of just different flavors. Boy, is my brain not working today. <laughs> I am super spacey today as well. So this will be a fun episode. We'll see what happens. We got this. We got this. Okay, Um, did you have any opening thoughts about uh, breakfast pastry time? Well, they said Danish-style breakfast pastries, which Mm -hmm. made me wonder, is the thing that I think of as Danish, is that its own whole category? But the things that people made, I wouldn't have called Danish. Oh, really? Those all look like Danish pastries to me, that kind of like... interesting. Um, wider than they are tall, but a little bit poofy, dark golden brown on the outsides with something in the center. Not really. That's kind of Danish pastry to me. That actually, you're right. Yeah. I guess they're different. They did fancier shapes than I'm used to seeing Danish in, I guess. Yeah. I think at least in the States, we're used to seeing Danish pastries kind of just circular. Just circular or the ones that are sort of come as like a like a sheet cake almost, like a rectangle that you then cut. Yes, yes. So this I think is oh, maybe a little fancy-pantsier fancy European yeah. style. 
Yes. And I did write down, quote, don't want it to be dry as old boots, dash, <laughs> oh, Mary, heart. <laughs> you don't want, you need enough butter. You got to have your butter in there. <laughs> yes. Um, did any of the competitors' uh, choices stand out to you? Yes. Who 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 had who caught your eye? Okay, let's see. Um, Benjamina. Yeah. So she had peanut butter and banana pinwheels. Yes. And then a pecan swirl with maple syrup and candied bacon. That one sounded really good. They sounded so good. It was strange to me that Paul said he hadn't had peanut butter and banana before. Yeah. Which to me, I, this must be an American thing. like Because I've heard him say something similar to like, Oh, peanut butter and jelly? That's a strange flavor combination. And now he's saying it with uh, no. peanut. No, he did in a previous season. I remember this clearly. Cause some what? Somebody did like an American-themed um, showstopper, and part of it was like PB&J stuff. And he was like, oh, that's great. That's very interesting. That's a that's a new flavor combination. And I was like, dude, you do not need Hollywood. Even, you are looking... You are looking to the east, and you need to occasionally <laughs> turn your silvery gaze to the west, <laughs> where we've had this for some time. That's wild. No, peanut butter and banana is great. It is a great flavor combo, and again, I was surprised you didn't know about it. My favorite childhood lunch was a peanut butter and honey sandwich plus a banana. Ooh. That flavor combo is A+. plus. Yeah, honey with something fatty is always good. So good. I just I didn't like jelly as a kid. I'm still kind of meh on it now. So I was never big into PB and J's, but peanut butter and honey is really good. Did you ever have peanut butter and fluff? Yes, which was invented right here in Somerville. No kidding. Yeah, there's Fluff Fest every year. What? Yeah, have you never been? I didn't know that was a thing. It's a thing. It's not really up my alley, but. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Did you have fluff where you grew up? We did. Yeah, we, I occasionally had had a fluff, fluffernutter sandwich, as it was mm-hmm. called. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of marshmallow, mm. so this didn't really grab me. It was a good flavor. It was a little too sweet for me. No surprise yeah. there. Um, <laughs> and now I've just kind of like settled into... As an adult, the only time I want marshmallows is in a s'more. What about in hot chocolate? Nah. I don't really like hot chocolate. You monster. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that disappointing sigh. We just have such dramatically different worldviews. <laughs> How can you not like hot chocolate? You monster. Candace made, uh, she was the only one to make a savory, as mm-hmm. I clearly stated in the beginning, with no <laughs> flubbing. Uh, she, made a, <laughs> she made a mushroom pancetta one, uh, which mm-hmm. looked really good. And she yeah. also made uh, kind of like a more standard cinnamon apple with like vanilla cream on top. And she did mm-hmm. something really kind of cute with the apples. She like did these like distinct slices which Paul it looks like a rose. Yeah, they look. The... It looks so cool. Mm-hmm. And Paul commented on that, and I think she was r- rightfully praised for her work on those yes. breakfast pastries. She did really great. Mm-hmm. Did you have anyone who disappointed you on breakfast pastry? 
I mean, Benjamina, she had a hard time because she burned her bacon the first time around. Yeah. And then that threw off all her timings. So I think all of her things were like, they could have been amazing yeah. if she had a chance to do them right. So that was too bad. I was disappointed with Tom. I've, yes. Tom has had like the same kind of like class of problem throughout the mm-hmm. series. And he seems to do these like kind of like wackadoodle crazy things that are like must he okay, so like at home he must try them, right? Yeah. Um so to him they're like acceptable. But like I feel like by this right. point he should learn how to like adjust what he thinks is acceptable <laughs> to what he knows like Paul and Mary are gonna think when they try it. Like he's gotta like He's a little too, like, he needs to kind of bend the knee a little bit towards Mm -hmm. the will of the judges. Because I'm sure what he's making, like, within its own world of, like, ultra, like, like, different kind of super healthy style of baking, like, I'm sure that's fine in those circles. But if you're going to come to, like, the baking competition, you kind of need to acquiesce to what the judges are asking for. And they keep, like, kind of telling him the same things. And he keeps not doing it. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. And at first I thought he was really listening to the criticism. Like that very first episode when he just put a ton of booze into everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He heard the feedback and and calibrated. I feel like his stuff is really hit or miss. Like sometimes the things he describes that sound crazy to me, the judges love. And sometimes they really fall flat. Yeah. Part of my beef is that like he, I think, has a style that I would try to emulate. Like... Right. Try to go a little nuts and then <laughs> like throughout the competition, like learn the kind of things that work and don't work given like right. just the atmosphere and kind of steer the ship towards them instead of uh, just kind of flailing around continuously with new stuff. He does seem to be flailing. Yeah, so he made granola spirals. Yeah. And then something, a wheat biscuit creme pat, which he described as the end of a bowl of cereal. Yeah. (laughs) Which, I mean, I like that fine, but if that's, like, the pinnacle you're trying to get to, (laughs) that's a weird bar to set. I think that's a low bar to set. (laughs) I am never ex- that excited about the end of the bowl of the cereal. I'm <laughs> eating it because I think it's important to, like to eat what you like kind of like set out to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like oh, I don't want to waste this. Like It's a commitment issue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not I'm a not, flavor thing. Yeah, I'm not thrilled of eating like drinking this milk that has little bits of like shredded wheat in it. Like that's going <laughs> to that's going to be gross, but I'm here and I don't want this to go to waste and I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to slurp it down. (laughs) So that did not sound appealing to me in the least. (laughs) No, no. Yeah, he didn't do well. I did like the brief uh, math exam like that they had with like the layer tracking. Um, Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That pleased me. And I had a little note here that I was very happy to see Andrew's precision once again helping him out a lot. Yep, I wrote that exact same note. I had a lot of affection for how he handled this whole thing. Uh, Allegedly, his pastries were a little small, but uh, they were all probably beautifully consistent. Mm -hmm. And they all look so neat and tidy. And I agreed with him at the end when he was like, it's frustrating that it would have been such a simple thing to change. He just didn't know that they were supposed to be bigger. Yes. 
Uh, yeah. Which was fun. That's, that just seemed kind of like an unfair lack of trivia knowledge. Like, Yes. Ooh, uh, in Paul Hollywood's mind, the canonical Danish pastry is this big, and you yeah. made one inch smaller. <laughs> Therefore. <laughs> yeah, that was a bummer. But yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, I, before watching this show, never knew that that's how pastry was made, that it's dough, butter, folded, chilled, mm-hmm. repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, I get those nice flaky layers. The lamination. The That's lamination. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, they said lamination a lot. Yeah, but I, I'm i saying, like, only through watching this show have I learned some of these baking terms. Oh, gotcha. Well, you've used laminate in other contexts, especially with paper. Yeah, but I would never have applied it to a breakfast pastry. I don't understand. <laughs> You mean you wouldn't mix plasticky paper with food? <laughs> it's the best way to preserve it. If you're eating something delicious and you want to remember it forever, you have to laminate it. You laminate it. it. <laughs> no, then, yeah, you fold an origami bird out of it and you let it go. And if it really loves you, it'll come back. <laughs> I really like this mythology. <laughs> this is all crystal clear. This is not mythology. It's solid science. <laughs> Shall we move on to the technical? Please. <laughs> we had a technical here for a very, uh, sorry, not old, classic and classy, mm, not amazing. old, Bakewell not tart. Retro. <laughs> not retro. <laughs> I've never heard of this thing, but when I saw it, it did look very 70s, but it looked tasty. It did. And the whole time, I had to Google it because the whole time I was trying to figure out why a Bakewell tart was making me think of plastic beads. Mm-hmm. And it's because Bakelite is like an old school, early form of plastic yes. that people used to make stuff out of. Yeah. That was one of my uh, chemistry experiments in chemistry class. We made Bakelite. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's fun. Uh, but anyway, a Bakewell tart. So I, let's see, I wrote down what it is. So it's like a big, a big tart, like, I don't know, maybe a foot across? Yeah, 12 inches. Um. So it's pastry and then... A layer of jam, mm-hmm. and then frangipani, and then uh, icing. How do you say frangipan? Do you, you 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 do the e at the end? I mean, I don't know if that's right, <laughs> but I do. Because I I I don't think I have heard it kind of frequently used until this show, so I just mm. use that pronunciation. And I, but I could see the Americanized version of it saying frangipani. Frangipani. <laughs> and on this challenge, what were we watching out for? Uh, well, we were looking for... <laughs> uh, a, we didn't want to have a soggy bottom. That's what I was asking. <laughs> I wrote it down. There were four instances of the phrase soggy bottom. We got it a lot this episode, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I made a little tally and made check marks every soggy time bottom, it was soggy said. Soggy bottom, soggy bottom. <laughs> There was a nice moment where Selassie was, like, trying to make the pink icing. And, Mm -hmm. like, this is, like, a common thing where people, like, don't really know what colors are and don't have any, like, there's, like, like, no common agreement, really, about, like, which colors are what. Just some people, like, are pickier about it. And, like, for some reason, those picky people tend to be aligned. So there might be, like, some, like, genetic thing where, like, there's a subset of people who like have a good eye for color and are like, dude, that's mm-hmm. not that's not pink, that's red. Or like that's that's not purple, that's violet. Like 
I am not one of those people. <laughs> even I could see that that was maybe a little too pink. It was aggressive. <laughs> it was aggressive. <laughs> Just leads you down all these sorts of like weird rabbit holes of like, what is color? <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. We're not. This is not a college dorm at midnight. We're not having that conversation. <laughs> Oh, come on. Take the bait. Take the bait. <laughs> this fish is too smart. That's right. This fish doesn't take the bait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a nice moment and a beautiful recovery. Andrew did not turn on his oven. Oh, my word. And then by some miracle, he slapped that bad boy in there. He and, worked. And ended up being sixth. He was not last. I was amazed. <laughs> Yeah, so his had almost no icing on it, because by the time it was cooked, it was too hot to ice, so he, like, started and then gave up. Yep. I was sure he was going to come last, but he didn't, because Ravs collapsed. (laughs) Ravs completely collapsed, and Val didn't realize her recipe was two-sided, or had two pages, and for half of the recipe, just went off into Val land. And did her own thing. <laughs> and unfortunately, in Val land, she likes her things the Val way, which is oh slightly goodness. underbaked, apparently, and was not, uh, did not go over well with Paul and Mary. Oh. Well, what's stunning to me is, it's not that she didn't realize the recipe had a back. Mm-hmm. She only saw the back, which starts at step five. And it did not occur to her that there might be a front page. Oh, I thought it was the other one. I thought she had the front page and didn't have the back. That's even crazier. So did I. I know. But that's why I went back to look at it because the thing was she didn't know what the ingredients were. And Uh I was confused why she was making that up since they're always on the front page. So I rewound and it was the she only had the back. So she must have thought that was part of the challenge. Dang. But because Val is a... uh, classy lady of a certain generation she makes a bakewell tart every week every ran with it yes (laughs) but it did not turn out well that kind of flips the script on how i feel hmm that makes me feel like she kind of got a bad break there no i feel like that's more incriminating because you should notice that oh so you think she uh yeah I mean, I think her. Yeah, if you're gonna skip one of the pages, if you're if you've lost the first page, you're that's a harder challenge. But it's also more obvious that right. if the if the ordered if the ordered list starts at five, maybe maybe look for one through four. <laughs> <laughs> I th- my theory is she was just so jazzed to make something that she knows like the back of her hand that yeah. she just dove in. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, anyway, it did not pay off because she was no. second to last. So, yeah. To to round out, Jane came first. Yeah, Jane came first um, mm-hmm. with Candace close close behind. I felt a little sad for Candace because Candace was reminiscing about her nan, she had and a I moment. would have liked to come first. But mm-hmm. again, Jane's experience wins out. I I think Candace was an honorable first place here. Yes, for, for just for historical reasons. For sheer heart. That's right. And I didn't realize this is the third time Rav has been last in the technical in mm-hmm. a row. Yes. Rav is, <laughs> um, clearly he needs practice when he's to do well, and he seems to not be able to hang it in the technicals. Yep. So if he's had time to practice his dish. 
Right. Yeah, he, I think he, that is the difference. He can do well, but when he's going in blind, not he so much. He just doesn't have the chops. No, he doesn't. All right, Showstopper. What uh, do bef- we have? Before we go to the Showstopper, oh. who were you worried about anyone going into the Showstopper? Yes. Who were you worried, worried about? Definitely worried about Rav. Yeah, me too. Um. Also Val. Because mm-hmm. I think, did she underbake her first one too? Forget. Um, let me look. Mildly underdone. The apple was tasty, but overall it was a little untidy, is what I Ooh, wrote down. Very thorough notes. I try. <laughs> yeah, so I knew, I mean, she's been in the bottom for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Tom, I was worried about based on the first one, but he was kind of middle of the pack for technical. Yes. Yeah, Rav, yeah, I had Rav, Val, and Tom were on the edge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed like there was going to be a fight between for Star Baker, but that yes. everyone else was basically safe. Like mm-hmm. even if they all had bad bakes, they were fine. It's yeah. going to be down to Rav Val or Tom. Mm-hmm. And the showstopper was filo pastry, which is a very wafer thin pastry. You can <laughs> read the newspaper through the filo. <laughs> yes, yes, that is correct. <laughs> Shit, do, you, do you want me to do that the whole time? Yep. <laughs> I just want to hear you try. No, not. Walk me through. Tell me. Tell me about the filo pastry, please. <laughs> oh, that's a cop out. Okay. They had to make forty-eight of these, dude. They are called amuse bouche, yes. which I looked up. Me too. It means mouth amusement. <laughs> So we'll just let that be there. It means bite-sized. No, it doesn't. I know it means mouth amusement, but in practice. In practice. They're a little bite-sized. And it's like, this is the bite. Like, you eat the whole thing in a kind of a pop. But if you're, like, dainty, you might bite half of it. Yeah. But it seemed to be, like, the size is literally a mouthful. Yeah, like an inch and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. So this is the one where they did have to do half savory, half sweet. Mm-hmm. So 24 of each. And they are tiny and fiddly and phyllo dough is like impossible. So yeah. this was difficult for real. It, yeah. It, oh, man. When when they, when they said phyllo, they've done phyllo before. And mm-hmm. it is, it's probably in the bottom of the list of doughs I have, ever, I have any desire to try to make. No. That's what Val said. She said she made it once 35 years ago, and it was so hard she never yeah, even tried ever she's, again. She's speaking directly to me there. Yes. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to the attempt stage yet. <laughs> I'm already ruling it out. Well, it's good. you have too much foreknowledge. She probably didn't know what a beast it was going to be. Ah, yeah, good you point. I've seen, I've seen other people suffer. Yeah. You know too much. <laughs> who, uh, who, whose dish really kind of jumped out at you? Okay. Uh, let's see. Candace again. Mm-hmm. I that sounded completely amazing. So she did sausage, black pudding, and apples mm-hmm. in like a little little ball that she then made look like an apple. With yes, they were adorable. And then she had how do you say it? Benoff Benefay? I forget oh, how they I say it. No clue how to pronounce that. But a thing with banana and caramel and whiskey. Mm-hmm. So that also is a bunch of flavors I like. Yeah. Okay. I, l- let me briefly take an aside and celebrate mm. Candace's awesomeness. There's something about the things that she chooses that, for me, like really beautifully straddle like the line of like this is fancy, 
but this is also like a little bit comfort foody. Like that is a really good description of her style. She's yes. got like sausage and black pudding, which is straight up English like comfort food. Like no, mm-hmm. there's there's no doubt about that. But she like when she presents like in this fancy pants, like it looked like an apple. Yeah, so cool. It was beautiful, and just like that whole kind of like that vibe. Just like I am really hoping that she continues to bake at the level she baked this week because by a country mile she has solidified herself as like my absolute favorite baker this whole this whole series like her bakes are so cool and i love Mm -hmm. all every time she like picks flavors they kind of align with something that i would like really like to eat and the presentation is always like the right level of like classy but not like overly fancy i just really dig it she's got a great style Go She's fantastic. Oh, you're smitten. I'm so smitten. <laughs> yeah, I actually noticed this episode in particular, but I think it's been throughout that Candace is like most often have I seen her thing and gone, oh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. I think she really. And yeah, her presentation is great. And I think I think she's gotten better. Like at the beginning, she tried to be too fancy and she kept not ma- finishing stuff in time. But I yeah. think she's course corrected and she's doing great. Yeah, yeah, watching people adjust. Yeah, there there seems to be yeah, like Selassie for example has not adjusted, and neither is no. Tom. No, and Selassie really is paying for it. Especially he made like this asparagus ham one, which is a little bit boring, but more like, even more damning is his phyllo was bad. It just didn't have any like life in it at all because there was like no yeah. butter there. I'm annoyed with him. So. <laughs> I, I'm not, because he, he's always helping out people. He finished first. That's true. He's, like, helping people out. I just, I know that if he were to try and, like, adjust his game, he would be way better. That's the thing. The cavalier attitude is what, is what annoys me. Like, if you're going to be there, put some effort in. Don't just go middle of the road. You've talked about that before, and I'm coming around to it. I mm. I think it's showing itself more and more as the other bakers do indeed improve and he along with tom seem to be failing to kind of adapt yeah yeah let's talk about tom tell me what he made tom made (laughs) something that i had a lot of question marks about he had (laughs) he had steak covered in cocoa powder Mm -hmm. okay again i like i really like going out there i like going i'd like these kind of goofy kind of whimsical wackadaisy (laughs) like attempts but you you gotta you gotta reach far and then kind of dial it back just a little and i think he also had chocolate mousse in there it i I didn't write the whole thing down because once as soon as i heard steak i wrote down in the side vegetarian question mark because i'm quite certain previously he's claimed to live in a vegetarian household so maybe he's not or something weird maybe they changed yeah. minds i'm not sure maybe they were growing up he definitely said vegetarian growing up because that oh. was like his family sunday dinner i think is what he was talking about oh. but that's a solid point so i'm i was confused by the presence of meat in many in many respects <laughs> especially meat covered in chocolate because they were supposed to be half savory half sweet and he called his like a yin and yang thing and tried to do savory and sweet in both of them right and it Which, just didn't work. No. 
He seems to be confused about savory and sweet, like with the fennel thing last time. Oh, you think this is just a, like a lack of definitional understanding? I don't know. Maybe he's got a palate issue and he can't tell the difference, so he just throws them together and hopes he for might, the best. Because he has had lots of flavor <laughs> issues. <laughs> oh, no. Poor Tom. Oh, Tom. I mean, but if you're going to be a good baker, <laughs> probably should be able to taste what you're making yes. and evaluate it. Yes. You cannot have the tongue of a baseball bat. <laughs> All right, so uh, we are. Let's wrap it up here and mm-hmm. let us celebrate briefly our star baker, Candace. Candace, yay! So deserved and out, unsurprisingly. Uh, but we will yeah. all be sad and a little one less uh, smiling, happy Nan Val. Uh, Val, we knew it was coming, but it was mm-hmm. sad. I really like that little uh, game that she had them play. Oh, my goodness so cute <laughs> yeah andrew andrew said that she always comes up with games for the tent so for yeah. example she had a receipt from like 1977 i think mm-hmm. and was reading off the items and had a, having everyone guess how much yeah. they cost yeah. guess the price <laughs> i've so got a cute. pint of milk two pence <laughs> oh oh my heart's breaking thinking about how cute that must have been so cute yeah, Paul said, I think it was Paul, that she buoyed everybody up mm-hmm. in the tent, which is yeah. so sweet. But I kind of appreciated that she said, like, I've reached my limit, which I think we even said that she had, you know, she's a good, solid baker, but she had kind of, you know, stretched mm-hmm. as far as she could stretch. Indeed, indeed. So that was uh, that was uh, Pastry Week. And mm-hmm. uh, do you have any closing thoughts about Pastry Week? I think you're dead on that it is a really good map because the people who have been struggling were at the bottom and the people who were doing great were at the top. So it seems like it's a, it's an accurate assessment. Yeah. So if that holds, then my previous uh, call of, um, of the final three might be wrong because if Candace can keep baking at this level, she's going to dominate. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I am very excited to see what she'll do. Me too. Mm. Tiny plug. I mentioned at the end of last episode that the Great British Sewing Bee exists. Mm-hmm. I adore it. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have watched the entire first season, which, to be fair, is only four episodes. Mm-hmm. It is very good. Ooh. So. Kind of has the same kind of, like, gentle British vibe to it. Gentle British vibe. Very similarly structured. So there are three cha- three different challenges each mm-hmm. time. I think they're really good challenges. And it's just fascinating because I, I mean, I'm a crafter, but I have never made clothes. So to mm-hmm. see how it's done. It's oh, they're making clothes. Yeah. Whoa. Like from scratch. Dang. It's really cool. All right. Man, that, that does kind of pique my interest. Something about that mm-hmm. is very appealing. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to check it out. Okay. <laughs> maybe we'll do a show <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right close us out if you don't mind okay unlike some of the technical challenge may your body nope <laughs> mm. second attempt your... second attempt may your bottoms stay dry and play us out chris you can do or you don't